What does James Earl Jones have in common with Jeffrey Dahmer and She-Hulk? You'll have to listen to this podcast to find out. That's what we call a tease, boys and girls. He's Corey Graham. I'm Mark Majot. This is MCTV, and they are Whale and the Wolf. Some what the internet is calling breaking news, Corey, but a 91-year-old man has retired from a job he worked once 50 years ago. And if you're not following, James Earl Jones has officially announced his retirement as Darth Vader. You said it off the hot, man. Didn't this kind of happen a few years ago? I'm not poking yeah. fun at James Earl Jones, but didn't we all kind of accept this years ago? Well, I thought when Kenobi came out and it was kind of announced, it was the, the blend of his original takes and some, you know digital voice overwork like i was like well they've got his voice in the bank now we're good right um because i really noticed it mark we watched rogue one how old vader sounded you know oh yeah and and i'm so glad that he did it to that point and it was like i'm so glad that it's always been him right and mm-hmm. i mean it's kind of weird to think it's always going to be him even though there's gonna be a time when he's not here but it, this is good news it's just it's weird news yeah if you I was reminded of how old he was when Coming to America yeah. came out. And I mentioned this a few months ago. He's in that movie, but they shot him essentially in a hospital bed, which kind of just tells you everything you need to know about James Earl Jones being an old man. But uh, technology has changed so much that, yeah, like the voice of Vader will always live on, whether it's Kenobi season two, whether it's they know the Star Wars universe. I feel like they're just starting to scratch the surface as wild as that sounds. Yeah. There's still so much more Star Wars content to come. So when I saw this come across my timeline, it just kind of felt like a journalist asked him and said, yeah, I can write an article about this. No one's really done it before because it really wasn't a surprise, to be honest. Yeah, it felt like and we were just talking about it kind of felt like a bit of a slow week and we have weeks like that, too. But it's like it's almost, yeah, there's so many of these sites and stuff, and I, I shouldn't say just sites, but like magazines and everything that you have to have turn out some content, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, here's a story I've been working on for a while. Maybe now is the time to drop it. It's kind of like one of those those evergreen stories you drop when you, you really need something to fill the pages, and that's what this felt like, and you know, it gets everybody stirred up quickly, though, doesn't it? Did that journalist write that on Intelligentsia? Is that where <laughs> that story first kind of broke? Yeah, maybe. We'll get to that later. Man, uh, there's a lot of weird stuff going on in that show right now. Very, very odd week. Before we, we'll get to Shield at the very end, and we should also mention if you're here for Andor stuff, we did our Andor episode yes. last week, so it should be in your timeline feeds. Every Thursday, we'll have new episodes of No If Andor But, where we recap Andor on Disney Plus. So Vader, the voice of Vader, has at least retired. Let's stick in Disney for just a couple more stories. Let's go to my favorite topic, the Fantastic Four, as we've gone two weeks without mentioning them. <laughs> also, shout out to Matt who sent a tweet waiting for me to somehow bring up the Fantastic Four in our Andor conversation. It's coming. Trust me. I'll find a way to backdoor it in yeah, somewhere. It's like you bring up the Fantastic Four, I bring up the Flash, right? One yeah. of those things is going to happen. <laughs> uh, we have our writers for the Fantastic Four movie. Jeff Kaplan and Ian Springer will now write the Fantastic Four film. And what I found odd about this news was that it was reported that now Kevin Feige and Matt Shackman are now focusing on the casting of the Fantastic Four. Which kind of doubles down on my theory that no one really knows what's going on with this movie. You'd figure they would have an idea of what the cast is, and maybe they do now. But it kind of feels like they're just putting things in place without checking off all the boxes first. Like, Wouldn't you imagine you'd want to cast? Like, Wouldn't your script kind of tailor to the cast or vice versa? Or am I just overthinking this? 
Well, I I don't know. I think maybe you are overthinking it because don't you when you're going for casting, don't you read from a script? Like, don't you need a script to test with and stuff like that? I think for certain projects you would, but I don't know how Marvel operates now. Yeah. Like, wouldn't a young actor just kind of want to, or maybe they wouldn't want to jump at the opportunity to join this universe now, but I would imagine if your agent says Kevin Feige's on the line, wouldn't you just take that regardless of what the script is? I mean, <laughs> probably. I do wonder... Like, you and I would, but I, yeah. guess, but I guess maybe not an actor. I, I, I do wonder, and I you know, hate to say, like, there's a bit of a stench on the Fantastic Four for what's happened in the past yeah. you know, two attempts at it. Now, this being the MCU and all the power behind it, I don't know if that really is accurate, but I I don't know. I feel like, you know what? Take your time. Do this right. Be meticulous. This has to be good, right? Like, this movie has to be good. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah. I, I think it will be. I don't think there's any... I have no worries about it right now. I, I feel like you do okay. because you're such a fan. I just feel like... I've said it a couple weeks yeah. ago. I just feel like we haven't had really good news yep. around this movie, and... The writers are awesome. Like, I think it's great that they're still forging ahead, but I haven't had one announcement that has actually, like, got me really amped for this movie, despite the fact that we know it's coming. It just seemed so, like it's cancellation or pushback. Those are the only news items we seem to be getting from this movie. So what's it going to take for you to get jacked for this? Is it going to be the casting announcement? Is it going to be... What, what's it going to take? I'm, I'll be excited for the casting announcement. Yep. I, I, I won't know until I actually see the movie, man. Yep. Like, yep. I've been duped so many times... <laughs> by good trailer bad movie like go back and watch josh trank's trailer for fantastic yep. Four. it's not bad it's a bad movie but well. sneaky marketing man so i've been i'll have to see the movie and i'll be excited when i walk out of the theater and i'll have to think about it but i it's more i'm just more trepidatious than i ever have been for a movie and which is silly because it doesn't even come out till what like 2026 whatever <laughs> yeah. the mcu calendar is at this point yeah like it's so far away it wraps up does it, it wraps up phase six is it or is it wrap up phase? i don't even either, remember e- anymore either wraps up five phase or five, kicks yeah. off six i think it wraps up five or six. yeah it's the transition movie because we go to the kang stuff for phase six right so yeah um yeah i listen i i I understand your trepidation. I do get it, because especially when you're such a fan of it. But I, I don't know. I'm yeah. just, I'm along for the ride with this stuff. I, I think they'll figure it out. One thing I know you're very excited for, and I'm also excited for, is Daredevil: Born Again, yes. which comes out in what 2042. That's another date that's still <laughs> a long ways off for Disney Plus. Apparently, we're Wait. never getting Daredevil. As much as you think this is the week, we're getting. Nope, we're never getting Daredevil. <laughs> There was some news about the upcoming series as Kristen Ritter, who played Jessica Jones, was allegedly scheduled to show up in Daredevil Born Again, but she is not. And the name that popped up to replace the Jessica Jones character is one that I'm sure is music to music to Marvel fans ears. Apparently, it's our boy John Barenthal as the Punisher. We could get our first look at what a PG-13 Punisher could look like, and it looks like it's coming in Daredevil Born Again. Bring it on, you know, bring it yeah. on. I do find it interesting that, like you said, this this project that's coming out in 2042 is they have trouble getting Kristen Ritter's time to work out. I'm like, well, that, you know, like make it work, you know, delay it again. Yeah. It seems like this is coming for, for like this is forever away from now. But um, if it means that characters be more involved in the series as opposed to maybe just a cameo or one episode thing, then then great. Do it right. I think I mean, the Matt and um, and Frank stuff in Daredevil season two is just so good. That relationship's yeah. so good. I, I mean, we still don't know what we're going to get out of this series, but if we get more of that interplay of those two on a rooftop, bring it. I, I'm excited. Yeah, I don't know if you could necessarily make a buddy cop show with yeah. those two characters, but you could have some really good, like, 
that rooftop scene is one of the best scenes from those Netflix shows, right? Where they're yep. chatting up on top. If you could find a way to tap into that and do it, you, again, we don't need that every week, but that interplay, those actors just have such chemistry and such iconic characters, and they are introduced both so well into this universe that I'm so happy we get more of that. I am curious how different it's going to be, as this is kind of the, well, we've already had Kingpin join, and Kingpin's yep. been very different, right? From the bashing a guy's head into a door to wearing a Hawaiian shirt. I don't think we're going to get Daredevil. Well, we know he's not going to wear a Hawaiian shirt. He's wearing his yellow costume that we haven't seen just yet. But I am just excited to see how both those characters are brought in, and we have years to wait, unfortunately. When... I mean, in Spider-Man, it's funny, because watching it again, you realize just how little Matt Murdock's in it. Like, he's mm-hmm. literally in it for 30 seconds. But in that 30 seconds, how did you feel about him? Was it the same feel about him as the Daredevil, or as a, as a Netflix series? Like, it didn't... Like, Kingpin felt different, right? I think. I think that's fair to say. Yep. He felt different. But I, I don't feel Matt Murdock felt different in that short amount of time. Yeah, I think you mentioned it. I think the timing of it. We had a couple episodes... To kind of get used to the new Wilson Fisk, whatever yeah. the new one meant. Whereas Matt Murdock, I think the first time we all saw it, our jaws were on the floor and we didn't really process what was actually happening right. on the screen. But when you go back and watch it, to me, it felt the same. I know you've watched more Daredevil than I have, but it felt like it was he was playing the same character. And yeah. I imagine it will likely be very similar when he does show up in She-Hulk. Yeah, like I felt he was the same sort of like just even keeled character he was as mm-hmm. Matt Murdock, the lawyer. Like obviously we didn't see his Daredevil, but... Just it, it, it felt like that guy walked right off the Netflix stage into the show. So I, I really appreciated yeah. that. Wilson Fisk didn't. That's not to say he couldn't have, you know, like mm-hmm. things can change in your life, but he didn't feel the same. Um, but yeah, I'm interested to see what this Daredevil and like they all say when he ev- eventually shows up in She-Hulk, he's going to be different because She-Hulk's different. And OK, that's fine. But what's he going to be like in Born Again? Yeah, and we got time to figure it out. Yeah. Figure it out. I don't even know if they've written the scripts for that just yet, or where they're at in production of that, because it feels like it's maybe seventh or eighth down the queue for yeah. Marvel production. And I know they have multiple stuff going on at once, but there's been reports about how the visual effects community is starting to turn on Marvel by being overworked so much. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Like She-Hulk, I do imagine when she shows up in a film the cgi will have a box office budget behind it and she'll look rather different uh the difference between thor love and thunder from the theatrical to the disney plus like you can tell they're going back and kind of patching up those things so just curious as to how marvel is still working right now as a production because they keep cranking these things out but i sometimes feel like maybe the quality control has dipped just a tad when they're focusing on so many projects at once yeah i I think you're right but i'll tell you it's amazing watching a network show that has CGI in it, and then you watch this Marvel show, and people are complaining about the Marvel show. I'm like, man, there's a show we're going to talk about a little bit later in this, this episode where I'm just like, wow, this looks like it's, <laughs> I mean, it has zero budget. Um, so I, all the people complaining about She-Hulk and her looking weird, I'm like, you, you obviously don't watch network TV mm-hmm. because it's, they, it's they, way yeah. better. Right, and a lot, of, a lot of people don't watch yeah. network TV anymore, which is very, very sad. It's it's kind of the death of something that's been so important, but streamers are eventually going to win. Um, which topic do we talk about the most that we don't want to? Fantastic Four or Black Adam? Because I feel like every single week we have Uh-oh. something from either, and I want to talk about Fantastic yeah, Four. Don't say, get me wrong. I like talking about Fantastic Four. I hope I thought you were going to throw Ezra Miller in there, but okay, good. <laughs> um, yeah, Black Adam, just truck it away. It's coming. It, there's no stopping <laughs> it, right? There's no don't stop me now. No, you can't. You like, couldn't even forget about Black Adam if you wanted to. At this point, we had a new TV trailer. 
I think it was a TV trailer that was released this week. And the Snyder dorks are at it again. Um, The trailer, first of all, ended with a line that has Black Adam saying, there's no one on this planet that can stop me. And we know that The Rock has been teasing Black Adam versus Superman for almost a decade at this point, right. it feels like. Um, should we spoil what the alleged post-credit scene is for Black Adam? I mean, it's alleged. I, I, is it spoiling it if we don't know for sure? Yeah, I, that's fair. So if you if, don't, if, if you don't want to know anything, just, just you know, thirty seconds. That's all we'll take. Yeah, we'll squeeze it into thirty seconds. So allegedly, the post-credit scene in Black Adam is. Superman and Amanda Waller facing Black Adam. And we don't know what was allegedly said in this scene, but apparently it's Henry Cavill and Amanda Waller approaching Black Adam, which brings back Henry Cavill into the DCEU. But I mentioned the Snyder dorks did something this week. The teaser trailer had a clip that had Steppenwolf, who was a character in Justice League yep. and was a minor character in the Snyder Cut as well, but was really prominent in Justice League. Like Steppenwolf was the big bad in Justice right. League. And there was, what, a split-second clip of Steppenwolf in this trailer, and the Snyder dorks went berserk, and WB actually changed the trailer. They didn't replace it. They just took that clip out. They made The Rock retweet it. You know how The Rock has like a billion followers? They made him delete something and repost it. I think The Rock is trying to get away from wrestling fans. But unfortunately, he's steering into a fan base that is almost as toxic as wrestling fans, that is DC fans right now. So just another bizarre story in the world of DC. Yeah, like DC needs to make up their mind, right? I think I think they've tried to make up their mind, but they need to decide which is canon and which isn't. And it, I read an article on this last night, and I was like, you know what? Why not just, not, just take Justice League out of canon? Yeah. <laughs> like really, yeah. at this point, the story is... Much better in the Snyderverse, right? Like in the Snyder version, the cut. It, it's deeper. It's it plays out to lo- like where you were going, whether or not you continue or not. Like it just seems weird to reference Justice League anymore. Like I wouldn't mm-hmm. even bother referencing it again. You don't have to. I guess you don't have to do anything. Just stop referencing it. And if you're if you're gonna have a clip like that, why not just put it from from the Snyder cut and then do you not make everybody happy? Like there's no Justice League fan base out there wanting more. Is there like, well, that's kind of a, a, a question I often ask myself is we know there are Snyder stands out there, right? They're on every form of social media. Yeah. Some of them are very toxic. They're very loud. They're very brash. Is anyone riding for justice league? I don't even think Joss is riding for justice league at this point. Like who, who is this benefiting? And a name we've chatted about a few times over the last month or so, David Zasloff. Yeah. How do you think he felt when a memo got slid across his desk saying, hey, we might have to edit this Black Adam trailer because a split second was from... Like, how does that make sense to someone who's trying to repair the entire house? And what does it mean when you actually do it, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, I agree with you. Like, he's probably like, what? 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 And then <laughs> what he's like, get okay, myself into? Yeah, like, okay, we'll fix it. And it's like, why'd you fix it? Well, I don't know. Like, I, I just... It, it's I, It obviously doesn't... It's tough when you have two movies of the same movie, right? But yeah, and they're not really that different. Like ultimately, no. the story is the same, you know. So picking one or the other, and I mean, Justice League is one of the wor- the worst received movies in this genre in the last ten years. Like, why would you? You have a chance. Like, you don't often have a chance to to kind of have an alternate version, right? The one yeah. that was, I think, despite it, it has its critics, obviously, but it 
definitely is more praise than Justice League, right? So I, w- I would say so, yeah. You know, it's not like you're talking about Green Lantern where it just died. You have an alternate <laughs> version of this that people seem to like more, and then it ties into your bigger story better, even if you're ditching that story. I don't know. I would just, I would just forget about the Justice League. That's just me, though. This might be a tough question for you to answer, but when the Flash movie, if and when it's finally <laughs> released, yep. is David Zasloff the head of Warner Brothers? Oh, God. And uh, it, hey, maybe he gets, maybe just, I don't know if many people really want to walk away, because how yeah. many heads of production companies are there, right? There aren't many. Right. However, it just seems like Zasloff has just walked into a house of cards. You know that gif of uh, Donald Glover walking in with the pizzas and the room is on fire? Yeah. From the show Community, I kind of feel like that's David Zasloff walking into Warner Brothers. So when the Flash comes out, is he the head? Is he walking the red carpet with Ezra Miller? <laughs> I don't know about that. Um, I'd like to say yes. It does kind of, it does sort of remind me of a situation where you know you're in an organization where things haven't been good for a while, and they get rid of your leadership and they bring in a new leader, and his job is basically to slash the budget, reorganize things change things around and relaunch with a new logo and everything and then he's gone or that person's <laughs> gone right away like i i went through something like that before you did um mm-hmm. like this is this is what it feels like that the zaslav is just here to to just right the ship and then get his little ticket somewhere else you know but i hope that's not the case because that that never sits well i don't think for anybody that's anybody that survives it i guess yeah, so we'll have more answers in a few weeks when Black Adam does finally come out as to maybe what's happening with the future of Warner Brothers. Of course, Aquaman 2 is still finished, coming eventually. The Flash is finished and coming eventually, so who knows? It's still kind of a mess right now, but that post credit scene could be very interesting. Could lead somewhere awesome. Well, there's lots of places it, it could lead. I tend to lead, think it's going to lead nowhere, but it will be maybe cool to see Henry back. Well, no, that will be very cool. It's just knowing what they can do after that. So give me a percentage on how likely that scene will be attached to Black Adam, if it's true. If it's filmed and done, how likely is it to be attached to the movie? Okay, well, let me take a bit of a longer way to get there. Okay. Uh, Henry Cavill has kind of been screwed around by Warner Brothers, to be perfectly honest. Yep. Hasn't really got his sequel. Like, he kind of kickstarted this entire universe. Hasn't really got a proper sequel. I think he's fine being done with Superman. He has other projects he's working on. However, if Dwayne Johnson called him and said, I really want you to be in this movie, here's what I'm thinking, forget all the noise, come to set, bang out a scene with Viola Davis, I think that could get Henry Cavill okay. back. Who knows what it means? So if it's if it's true, if it's all wrapped up, I think there is a 20% chance that that is going to be the post credit scene. What percentage mm. are you given that? I was going to go low too. I mean, even if it's done and in the bank, like I, you know, sometimes they add post credit scenes after the yeah. first screenings. I just, I hope it's in there. I hope that's true. Like I really do. I hope it's true because that would make me excited for Black Adam too. Although I still don't. Don't you have to fight Shazam? Like, isn't that kind of your thing? But I mean, whatever. Um, and they're also doing a good good job of making Black Adam seem like this badass ruler that can kill everyone. Isn't Shazam like a child? Like, are we going to have Black... And I know that's the rival in the yeah, comics, but yeah, yeah. doesn't that just seem so... The tone of Shazam... And yeah, Shazam 2 is another movie that's coming out soon. Yep. The tone of those movies just seems so different 
that it would be like Heath Ledger's Joker fighting Adam West, to be yeah. perfectly yeah. honest. Yeah, I was thinking it's like like uh, Black Adam's the, the uh, Johnny Lawrence, and Shazam's like... You know, the Karate Kid. Like that's, dude, I've watched Cobra Kai so much lately. I think that's that's how I feel. Like they're so diametrically different. Shazam's the or, uh, Black Adam's the badass wannabe. Like, look how tough I am. And then the other guy, um, Shazam, is just kind of like, you know, whatever. I'm the kitty friendly guy. You know, like just that's how it feels for me. Uh, maybe I watched too much Cobra Kai lately. I think you have watched too much Cobra Kai, which is the perfect segment or segue into best thing we watched this week. You just inhaled oh, season man. five of Cobra Kai. I'm still behind. I've been watching s- some other things. And we, you made the conscious decision to not spoil Cobra Kai for me. Now, no. I've spoiled much more important things on this no, podcast, so thank it. you. But let's let's roll with it. What we've, we've, We kind of chat throughout this season how like it's, like it is ridiculous in the best possible way. Is season five, does it just double down on the oh, ridiculousness? I'm only two episodes in. Still in two, FC, okay. But I have seen essentially underground cage fighting. I have seen an old man karate fight. I have seen Johnny Lawrence fight basically pickpocketers on the on the beach in Mexico. Yeah, and that's just in the first two episodes. And it, I get the sense it gets a little wilder after that. Oh yeah, it gets a little wilder. There's <laughs> okay. I, I think I sent you a text during I think it was the the ninth episode of just this show is so ridiculous. <laughs> and then I was like. I was on my lunch break. I'm like, ah, I got time. I'm going to watch one more. And I looked at the, how long the last one was. And I'm like, oh, shoot, it's the last one. Like, I can't stop. So I, I extended my break a little bit to finish it off. <laughs> the, Mark, I'm not somebody that laughs out loud when they watch TV, especially by myself. There's times in that show in the last one where I was like just laughing at how ridiculous it was, <laughs> how over the top it was. Um, I love the chosen character. He's awesome. Yeah. Like that, that dude's hilarious. Um, and you know what? Um, Low like low level MVP is Stingray. Oh really? I love Stingray. He's so much okay. fun. Yes. So there's lots to get to, man. There's lots of twists and turns, and um, it's fun. It's so much fun. So when I watched the first two episodes, I kind of felt like there were too many characters and storylines. Yeah. Is that a similar trait in the rest of season five? Like I feel like there are probably like four or five different storylines throughout this series. Yeah, I think some of them get tied up pretty quick. Um, you know, like, it's it's funny because the first two episodes are all about getting Miguel back from Mexico and his dad and all that stuff. And I, I will spoil this. It feels like that gets wrapped up real quick. And okay. now we're just on to being back in the valley and here's all this other stuff going on. Um, the show does leave some things hanging for a potential season six. It hasn't been renewed yet officially, but it's like dominating Netflix already. So I'm yeah. sure it will be. The um, writers have talked about it might be delayed if it is extended or is renewed because they're working on other projects, which sucks. I mean, good for them, but sucks for us. Um, so yeah, I feel like there's like, I do kind of like it. It does sort of zone in a little bit on the main story, but there are a few things running around. There are some things that come back. There's episode three. I think I mentioned there's a, there's a part of episode three, a character that comes back and I was like, this is insane. And so you'll get to that. <laughs> And then, like, it feels like that goes away for a while. But, you know, things do swing around again. So anybody that's watched all the whole season five, just, like, just talk about it. But I, we, we will. Well, when Mark catches up, we'll talk about yes. it because it's, uh, it's so much fun. So it was announced last week that they're doing another Cobra, uh, Karate Kid movie yeah. Yeah. that has nothing to do with Cobra Kai. Doesn't that seem like kind of a missed opportunity? We've seen series wrap up with a movie in the past. Wouldn't that seem like the smarter call to just make your season six a movie and then actually charge people to go see your flick? Or because we don't even know if this 
Karate Kid if it's a reboot or if it's a rematch, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It just seems like a missed opportunity. It does seem kind of silly that you wouldn't extend it into this universe somehow. And maybe like, yeah. even if it has nothing to do with Cobra Kai, maybe it will extend eventually. Like maybe it's yeah. in a different city or something like that. I mean, I don't know. Like, I mean, I've been to L.A. and the Valley and stuff like that. I don't recall like just random karate fights breaking out everywhere with the cops <laughs> being like, oh, boy, here's another one. <laughs> like with property damage and all this stuff going on, billboards for dojos everywhere. Like it, it's not... You know, I don't recall it being like that. And, and maybe they can do this in another city where, you know, I think not to spoil season five at all, but Cobra Kai is a big thing about expansion, right? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe they're expanding. But again, that would tie in, I guess. So, yeah, I think you could tie it in without making it. You don't have to have Danny LaRusso and Johnny Lawrence and all them. But you could still tie it in a little bit. I say this all the time in my personal life and in my professional life. Every organization just needs a vice president of common sense. Yes. And I feel like Sony should have just stepped in and said, what are we doing here? We have this incredible popular show on Netflix that Netflix like bought. This was on YouTube when it started, right? YouTube Red. (laughs) Yeah. And and like, why are we kind of going away from this? Doesn't make a ton of sense to me. Maybe it will after I watch more of season five and maybe they just understand that universe more, but it just seems like they're leaving money on the table or a great idea. And maybe they still will do a Cobra Kai movie that just gets the Netflix release, right? Like yep. we've seen certain movies on Netflix do get a theatrical release. I think that's for awards. Yeah. I don't think Karate Kid's going to win many awards, but nope. an example recently is that, um, that Marilyn Monroe movie, Blonde, mm-hmm. I believe that's playing in the States right now and doesn't come to Netflix till later this week. But there's a way to you can kind of do both where you can make some box office money and still get your streaming dollars. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, I don't know if like, is it worth doing a Cobra Kai movie yet? Maybe it's hard. Those kind of movies nowadays don't really get made as much. Now it's all about the big blockbuster, no. right? True. I hate I, may, I would pay to see a Cobra Kai movie. Would yeah. you at this point? You put I think in. I, yeah, I think I think so. <laughs> And we're not alone, man. There's a lot of folks that have invested five seasons of their time worth at Cobra Kai. I will jump in, hopefully this week, I'll have some time yeah, to sure. get caught up with Cobra. It's That's the thing, man. It's so easy to hit play play again, because they oh, leave yeah. you with the cliffhanger at every episode, and yeah. it's light. It, it's, it's a fun hang. And I mean, most of them are like half an hour anyway, so you're yeah. just like, oh yeah, I got like the last couple are like 40 minutes or 42 minutes, so they're a little bit longer. Um and like, yeah, you just once you get, I didn't realize it was only ten episodes. I thought I thought I had more runway, and I was like, I feel like this is getting close. I looked, I'm like, ah, oh, crap, it's the last one. Can't stop now. So, yeah, I enjoyed. It. I, I appreciate to hear what people think about Cobra Kai because it. I thought it would have honestly lost a little bit of its luster for me by this by yeah. now because it's so stupid. But man, I I just love it. It is a great hang, and I watched something that is the exact opposite of a good hang. I don't know why I did this. It's truly so out of character for me. I fired up Dahmer on Netflix. Oh, yeah. With Evan Peters as Jeffrey Dahmer. And Jesus Christ, it's disturbing, man. It is really, really well done. Yeah. Evan Peters is phenomenal in it. I haven't watched American Horror Story or a lot of those shows he's in. So he's kick at. He's. I think he's from Kick Ass and also from yep. X Men, like Quicksilver, all that kind of stuff. And WandaVision. Yeah, I got. And yes, that's true, actually, where he was, what was his name? Ralph Boners was yep. his name, I yeah. think his name was. Yeah. Uh, regardless, it is the most disturbing hour of television I've watched in a long time. If you're into true crime and that kind of stuff, dive in. But holy crap, is it ever disturbing? This, the first episode focuses on one of Jeffrey's later kills. So I think it's like 91. Yep. And yeah, he's. 
<laughs> Breaking news, Jeffrey Dahmer's got some issues, man. It is so creepy. Have you seen any of the trailers or any of the promotions for it? I've seen some of the trailers for it. Yeah, it looks really cool. Like, it's, you know, I, I'm into these true crime things, so I, I will watch it. And it's funny because this is the one that, for me, that I really remember living through, right? Like, I rem- like not living through it personally, yeah. obviously, but the story of, of this killing going on and then got this guy and, then, oh, my God, he's a cannibal and all the backstory and then... You know, even hearing like a little bit more about his personality and stuff that happened to him as a child and all that stuff. And it's like, you know, the other ones are all kind of, I don't want to say mythological, but they're all kind of before our time, right? So they're kind of built up. Even I mean, Ted Bundy's still sort of in our lifetime too, all mine at least, but I think I was too young for it. This is the one that's kind of right in my wheelhouse that I remember as a kid. So I'm looking forward to watching this. I thought my wife would want to watch it, but she's like, I draw the line at people eating people. I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense. The the marketing for Dahmer, it's like the first opening splash page on Netflix when you open it yeah. up. It's like every targeted ad. Did you have you seen any previews for the movie Smile coming no, out? No. So it's a horror movie. I don't really know much about it other than like the previews have these creepy people smiling. And I have to give them credit for the best viral marketing campaign I have seen in years. So this movie studio has hired actors to go sit behind home plate at baseball games oh, and just okay, smile. Yeah. And they're wearing t so you kind of know instantly yeah. what it is. But I don't know if they warned some of the regional broadcasters what was happening. Because it looks like, um, what was the gas the Joker used in Batman 89? Was it just Smilex? Was that what yeah, it was? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Smilex. Basically, it looks like people have Jeez. that rigor mortis grin on their face. And there, I think it was a Dodgers game. There was this woman right behind home plate just staring down the barrel of the camera with a Joker grin on. For all nine innings. Wow. Like it, and at one point, she stood up, and a security guard had to get her to sit down. It, it's phenomenal marketing. I will never see that movie, because I'm yeah. a big chicken, but incredible viral marketing that got... If you didn't know what the movie was, you were just so confused, but they were popping up all over uh, Major League Baseball stadiums. There is actually one of those actors is going to be forever immortalized, because Albert Pujols hit 700 yeah. home runs. And there's a creepy smile in the background of some of those photos. So incredible marketing for a horror movie. So I guess horror movies marketing budgets have skyrocketed over the last few years. That is really cool. Like that's really something different. Yeah. Hey, like yeah, that would have been a cool thing to do. Like I think The Dark Knight did a great job with their marketing with the you know believe in Harvey Dent and all that stuff mm-hmm. and Why So Serious and the the Pixel MP3 or um, Pixel Picture and all that stuff. Um, but this would have been really cool if this was around a Joker thing. I mean, it's cool now, yeah. but like imagine yeah. if it was the Joker. Like that would have oh, been. Oh man. Pretty sweet. Very, very cool. Uh, so if you haven't seen those videos on Twitter, just type in Smile Baseball yeah. and you'll see it. It's been very, very creepy. I don't want to talk about Dahmer anymore because it okay. is incredibly disturbing. Let's talk about another show that we both watched and we both had high expectations for it. And I don't think we were the biggest fans of this show, but I think we're going to give it a whirl. I don't mean to put words in your mouth. We're, of course, talking about Quantum Leap, which made its glorious return to network television Important to note is it is a revival, not a reboot. Yep. So this takes place in the Quantum Leap universe. To get prepared, by the way, I watched the series finale from the oh, original really? one. Where'd you yeah, find where that? He, uh, I recorded it off the Jesus Channel. Oh, Vision, okay. I think it is. Yeah, it still yeah, airs. It's still there like 4.30 in the afternoon. Yeah. yeah. So I watched that. I forgot mis- uh, that Mr. W- Wilhelm from Seinfeld was in it. He's like one of the main characters wow. in the last episode. So I watched that. I was prepared. Bummer of an ending. You don't really know how it ends, right? It just says yeah. uh, Dr. Beckett never returned home. Um, oh, I'll let you go first. I've been rambling here. What did you think of 
episode one, season one of the revived Quantum Leap. Well, first off, I want to say when we recorded our Andor episode on Thursday, one of the first things I asked you before we started, hey, did you watch Quantum Leap yet? And I hadn't seen it at that point. And you were like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, was it good? You're like, um, and I'm like, "Uh uh-oh. So that kind of tempered my expectations for it. Just your delayed, um. Also, and I should say, sorry to cut you off. If I say it's fine, that's my way. That's my way of me saying I wasn't a huge fan of it. Yeah, yeah, like and exactly. Like I mean, it's not bad enough that I'm not going to watch episode two. Um, I didn't love it. I didn't like my wife and I watched it. The time like, we looked at each other, this is not good, right? Like this is not great. Um, I, I do feel like you know. I, we're going to spoil it because people, it's been out yeah. for a week. It's, if you haven't watched it, I, you're right. He gets in the quantum machine way too fast. Like, we're talking, te- like, even after the opening credits, boom, we've had a leap without really explaining what we're doing. I do like the way they covered it up by, you know, saying he, like, has amnesia, doesn't know what happened, and just went. So there is a storyline to why he did it. But I just felt like we're just, we jumped right into it. And, like, if he hadn't seen the original series, if you just watching this, you'd be like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. I do like how much was tied to the original. It was more than I thought was going to be, which was great. But, I mean, the CGI is terrible. Um, the acting is not great. Um, yeah, it just... I I didn't love it. So, to me, it felt like that show got a bunch of notes from the network. And they had to squeeze a lot of stuff in. We chat a lot about how different network TV is compared to streamers. right? Yeah. Network, you have to deal with advertisers, all that kind of stuff. Whereas streamers like Netflix and in the States Hulu, they kind of just give you money and let you go make your show and then you you report back. The I think there's just way too much going on in this first episode. I thought you could have, had this been on a streamer, it probably would have been paced a little bit differently. Yep. They would have introduced more of the characters, kind of explained exactly what is going on. And the reason I felt, I said it felt like it was hammered to death by network notes is we didn't need a leap in this episode. No. I think there was enough story just to tell who these characters are, what the project is, all that stuff going on, whereas someone at the network probably said, well, we need a leap in it somewhere, right? Why don't we have him do... It just seemed like that was the most boring part of the episode was him leaping. Like, do you even know the story? Like, they were trying to steal a diamond from someone? Like, it just seemed so formulaic like a mad gab right like he jumps here he does this he does this it seemed like it was just kind of rammed down our throats for no reason yeah it, absolutely it did it felt like we have to have an adventure in the first episode where i don't know maybe i'm just conditioned now the first episode to be a little slower to explain to me what yeah. i'm dealing with um and i even the dialogue the dialogue's terrible like when he yeah. like when he's like i'm just gonna tell the guy the truth and all this stuff i'm like what are you doing like this this isn't quantum leap i and it's just I don't know and like I've watched some of the old ones again recently like in the last year or so when they've been on that that channel where I'm like oh cool and I catch part of them I never actually set my PVR I, I wanted to I just never I don't know why I never did anyway <laughs> they're not great I mean nowadays but they're still like I feel like comparatively in the time that was a good show when network TV was a big thing now network TV is not a big thing and this is not a good show yeah, I think that's there's just so many more channels. I heard an interview with famous sitcom director Jimmy Burroughs. He directed a bunch, like yeah. basically every episode of Cheers, Cheers like yeah. every sitcom from 1960 to basically today, yeah. he has directed a part of. And he said when he first started, there was like three networks and 20 good comedy writers. Yep. Now there's 100 networks 
and 20 good comedy writers. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of feel that's the same with TV right now. Um, I did like how it was a revival, not just a straight up reboot. I like how there's elements like, again, spoiler, Al's daughter is going to be part of it. And it was really cool to see kind of the holographic images of Al and the mentions of Sam. Listen, I'm going to keep watching this show. I don't think we're going to chat about it every week. Maybe every month or so we'll kind of jump back in. But I want this show to survive. I want it to exist. Because really, this is building up to a Sam Beckett return. And if it's not, what the hell are we doing? I don't want to take away from what the current stars and cast and crew are Mm -hmm. doing right now. But doesn't this have to be building to bringing back your original star? Like, I don't understand how that... It's not a thing. Like, just give me Scott Bakula either at the end of season one or at the start of season two. And don't make him the bad guy. Don't make him come back and he's now evil. Like, just... Oh, no. Because that's... No. That's something that... You know, they kind of get cute with these kinds of things. Don't give me hologram Dean Stockwell. No. But give me Scott Bakula. Just don't make him be bad. You know what, you know what I'm trying to say there? Yes. I didn't even think of that. So don't do that. Um, yeah. I, I want this series to survive. I want it to run long enough to get to that point. And, yeah. like... I hope this isn't like a, oh, we have a four-year plan to get to Sam Beckett, and then we get canceled after one year, and that's it. If that's the way the show leaves us, that's it. We never get the end. Because you're right. I think anybody that was an original fan of the show, you want the ending for Sam Beckett. You never got it in the original one. It left it hanging. It kind of tainted a little bit of the series. Like, you didn't wrap it up. They better get the chance to wrap it up here. Because if, if they yeah. don't, it just feels like a total waste of time. Um Unless you were going to do a complete reboot, which they're not. And I appreciate they're not. Mm-hmm. So you better pay off that story considering you've made it your story. I just worry that, I mean, one episode, tough to say, but even watching the trailer, I'm like, ooh, that didn't look good. That didn't look good. Do we get enough? Do they have enough runway to get to that story? I worry. Two also negative things I would like to bring up. Make them say, oh boy. It's the easiest yes. line to squeeze in. And it's not like over, it wouldn't be painfully obvious if he said, oh boy. That is like a phrase, maybe it's an old man phrase. You could have squeezed it in at some point. And I know theme songs aren't a thing anymore. I know you just have to get to the story. Use you the don't theme have to, song. You don't have to play all nine minutes of no. the original Quantum Leap theme song, but you have to give us something. Come on, guys. Like you you used, you're getting getting a little too cute there. You used like a lot of the original stuff, like like the the leap machine looked the same, and Ziggy. You know, they mentioned Ziggy. Ziggy. Like they Ziggy's always Ziggy. broken, right? Like yeah. he's still broken. <laughs> Ziggy looks a lot different. That's fine. Um, but he used the theme song, and, and at the end, yeah, when he jumps again, he says, "Oh sh," and like we know what he's going to say, but he's not going to say, "Oh boy." They're not on a streamer, so you're not going to get the word you think you're going to get. So. If you're not, if you're gonna try to be too cute, then just do it the way it should be done, right? I still get goosebumps when I think about the first time Steve Rogers said "Avengers Assemble" oh. and our the- our movie theater just went berserk. Yes, I would have completely marked out in my basement had he said, "Oh boy!" So maybe we get it eventually. Maybe that's the end of season one. I just felt like that was such an easy thing you could have squeezed it at some point. They should have had us and as well as our buddy Dustin as consultants. For Quantum Leap, but also our buddy Rip City Step, who was apparently on a Quantum Leap set this week, he said on Twitter. That's right, so yeah. if anyone from Quantum Leap is listening, I hope you are. Please consult us for season two. We would love to get consulting producer tags. Try to get some more money in your budget, too, please. MCTV Podcast. So from Quantum Leap, we go to the thing we also talk about in this episode. We're going to spoil the crap out of She-Hulk. Um... These last two episodes, Mark, of She-Hulk have not been my favorite. I said that last okay. week about episode, was it four? Episode five, I kind of felt like it was pointless. 
and she this kinda, episode six. This we're episode talking six. About here. Sorry, okay, six. Yeah. six just Jen. Um, yeah. <laughs> and she kind of made the, the like she makes the thing earlier like oh this is a bad timing for this yeah it was it was a bad time for this the only good part about this episode in my mind was the last two minutes okay your thoughts yeah I was not a, a fan of this one as well I feel similar to Cobra Kai not that there's too many characters in this but I feel like they're trying to tell too many stories yeah this was a is a nine episode season which probably could have been six because this episode there's elements that i was fine with it just felt like i don't know i feel like we i talk about how i love how there's no stakes and it was slow mm-hmm. and not slow but i kind of felt like this was just a good hang but after a few episodes it's like okay you could have maybe yeah. maybe cut this move that merge these two together especially with how we ended the last one yes with the daredevil tease i thought i thought this was going to be the episode now Weddings are always inconvenient. I get that's kind of the part of the episode, but this felt like um, not a bottle episode. Just want to stretch it out. Like this episode does not, I know they got a bit of Titania stuff in it in the end, but their battle. I just felt like this was this. I felt this way. I felt about this episode the way you felt about last week's episode where I, I have a hard time finding positive things about it. Yeah. And I feel like we already had She-Hulk versus Titania, and like I don't need them to fight. She beat Titania in the court, which was sort of what the show is supposed to be about. So I was like, you know what? I don't need them to fight. That's why this is different than other Marvel things. But yet we had to have them fight. Okay, fine. Um, it felt like something you do on network television when you want to stretch it to say, come back next week. You know, it's like the mass Singer. Oh, we're not going to show you who's under the mask because here's a commercial break. <laughs> To make you stay around, you don't need to do that in this. So you give the big tease of Daredevil. So you most people assume this is going to be Daredevil week. So when it's not, you're let down, right? So you've already let people down originally. I, I looked at this episode of like 31 minutes. Ah, oh, crap. It's so short. They're going to have Daredevil. Oh, well, they're going to have Daredevil. Whatever. It's fine. It's not as much Daredevil as I want. It's Maybe this is the one episode I wish was longer. It's not going to be. And then partway through, I'm like, we're not getting Daredevil, are we? But then when she said, "Oh, you're gonna be, you're gonna walk down the aisle with somebody," I'm like, "Is it Max gonna be at this wedding, and that's gonna be it?" And it's a dog. And I'm like, yeah. "Like, what are we doing?" Maybe I missed it. Maybe I'm wrong. And please correct me if I am. Have they explained how Titania got her powers? No, no. So that so that is a mystery. Through six episodes, we've seen them now battle twice. Yeah, we've seen her take basically punches from the Hulk. And we haven't explained that just yet. I just want to make sure that I'm on the same page, that maybe I missed something, but they haven't explained as to how she is out the way she is yet. No. And I'm worried we're okay. going to get that backstory now. And I'm like, I don't oh. want, I don't really want that episode now. Yeah. You know, I want to, the thing, the best part of this episode was the end, right? Like, yeah, we finally got something about where we're going here. Now we have like a whole crew of people trying to get our blood and, you know, the intelligentsia. Is that from the Marvel comics intelligentsia mm. or is it? Like, cause that's like the leader and like a whole group of people that are trying to, you know, that they're big opponents of Hulk. All right, cool. But, or is this just like internet trolls? I think it's, I think it would have been a big, I think it's just internet trolls is what I'm trying to say at this point. It's almost like a um, Illuminati like phase out. Kind of. I think so. Which a a, a tiny bit. This has been a theme though from She-Hulk is there. Some of the the pushback was so predictable they could write it months ago because they right. kind of knew what a certain percentage of the internet, how they would react to this show. I did find that a little bit interesting, and I think it could also 
maybe lead down a different type of of rabbit hole because they had the wedding storyline then they had mallory and nikki doing the law stuff which felt a little odd to be honest like i liked that part of it it just seemed like remember when marvel did those like one-offs those shorts yep that seemed like a short it seemed like they could have released that on youtube and just condense it down to five minutes. That's where I feel like they're kind of stretching things out. But anyways, when Nikki and Mallory are on the website, um, Mallory doesn't want to bother Jen with that website. She doesn't want to tip her off. Yeah. So we think that I think the leader's coming at some point. I think he's kind of involved with that. Are we getting maybe a bit of a swerve here from Mallory? Do you think she is involved with intelligentsia at all? Or did I read into that too much? Um, I, I, I think I just assume Mallory and Jen are not going to be on the same side because that's kind of yeah. how they were in the comics. So maybe this is a way to do it. I, that's kind of what I thought, too. Like, why would you not want to tell her? So, yeah, I, I kind of think that's true. I also think like that, like she met in the previous episode with that that one weird boyfriend. Right. Yeah. And like, why Todd, are they walking together? Was? Yeah. The one that was like, oh, you're such a specimen and all that stuff. So, like, why are they meeting together? Right. So there's enough mm-hmm. of that to say like, OK, they've infiltrated this area and it, whether it's kind of a play on the intelligentsia from the comics and it's a bunch of internet trolls, but they do have this big lab set up too. So, yeah. Right. So, or is, I mean, maybe that's not necessarily that group. I don't know, but I, it's going to be interesting. I, I, again, like it's, I've liked this series so far. This episode is not my favorite. I like where they're going though. I just, yeah, this, ep- they didn't need to have a wedding episode. Um, the character of Josh, Mm-hmm. Seemed too good to be true at many times, and the internet has deduced that he might be a character called Hate Monger. Are you familiar with Hate Monger? I know the name, but I know I don't know familiar with the character. Yeah, not super familiar with Hate Monger, but apparently in one version of the comics, he's a clone of Adolf Hitler. Oh. Now, I don't anticipate a clone of Adolf Hitler will be making an appearance in She-Hulk. However, it wouldn't shock me if because Josh did seem too good to be true, oh, right? Yeah. And he was asking questions that maybe a bad person would ask so have we i guess i'll ask you this have we met the big bad of this show just yet do we know fully who it is no i don't think so and i also think that's kind of following down a little bit of a trope that these shows do right like we mm-hmm. don't know the big bad until the last two episodes and like we talked about that a lot in hawkeye we talked about that a lot um gosh uh, we kind of knew in Falcon and Winter Soldier was Baron Zemo and, and that group, but we well we didn't really know there was all that turnaround with with the um what's her face um God I can't remember the character's names now um, oh, Carter uh, Carter Sharon she Carter. was yeah and she turned into be you know the whatever the informant or whatever it was called so like I feel like that's always been a thing like who's gonna be the big bad who's it gonna be the one th- the one show we didn't have that was Moon Knight when we knew right off the top where we're yeah. we're dealing with this guy but I feel like that's been a Marvel thing and that's kind of where we are now in this show. Yeah, I, I think so. Just trying to swerve you enough, just so you, they don't want us to predict the end, but we're going to do it anyways. So yeah. they do try to keep us on our toes the entire time. I mentioned there might be too many stories in this series going on. We got a bit of a callback to one where Jen drunk dials Bruce, a nice little callback. To, yeah. Oh, yeah, the Hulk is still, you know, off planet doing something. And one thing that kind of relates to that phone call, I think one thing this show is doing incredibly well is they make Tatiana Maslany look tiny. Oh, they do, yeah. With the framing and the way she is shot on camera, they make her look like she is four foot two, which just completely adds to how big and dominant She-Hulk is. I continue to love Tatiana Maslany. I think she is the best part of this entire series. I don't hate this show whatsoever, uh, but I think what she is doing is just outstanding work. And I, this episode was called Just Jen. 
yep. I would watch Jen Walters attorney at law. I think that's how charming she is. And I wonder if we, I, when I saw the title was just Jen, I thought this was the episode we were going to get like just a day in the life of yeah. a lawyer. I think she is the best part of this. And I think the way that she is shot, written and portrayed is perfect for this character because it really is to balance between Jen and She-Hulk. She-Hulk's the star and, but really like Jen does all the work. So I re- I've enjoyed that element of it how it's even jen she kind of feels guilty she wants she doesn't want to feel guilty when she's she hulk right. but she kind of is at times yeah i totally agree with you i think um her performance is fantastic i think the writing for the most part has been pretty good I just feel like they don't need this episode um i think like i assume mark at some point you're going to rewatch this series right you'll go back and dive into it again this well, it's what like 10 minutes an episode i can yeah. do it right now if yeah. i wanted to like i feel like if i did and when i do i'll probably skip these two episodes i'll be like oh yeah that's cool i don't really need these two episodes you know um maybe just the, oh yeah okay there's the end that's where this guy gets the thing okay cool that's where they get the blood and the, the needle like god a big needle too jesus um, do, you think that, do you think that was vibranium I mean, because that that creep Todd mentioned vibranium last episode as did. well. Yeah. So like there's lots of little things like that. Right. It just feel like it was a filler episode to kind of like we have this storyline that we're not really going to advance too much. I almost feel like these series and, and maybe it's how do I say this? The anticipation of this episode is on us. Right. We all accepted Daredevil. and We're going to get that episode. We didn't. They never promised Daredevil this episode. Right. But I do. One thing I don't like about the trailers of the show is that they showed off their hand. They showed off Daredevil. They showed off some things. We're gonna the, the, the purple suit. So we got all that in the trailer. We haven't seen that yet. To where normally the trailers are mostly the first episode. This one I think gave away too much for your expectations. It's keeping your expectations high throughout the series. Maybe they thought they had to do that to keep people on board for this series. That it wasn't going to be everybody's favorite. So like, hey, you're going to get this. Just stay with us. I get that. But for somebody like me who's in anyway. You lose that, oh my God, surprise, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's cool to see it in the trailer. Like, I remember when Daredevil first rolls into screen in that trailer, you're like, oh my God. But now I'm just waiting for that moment, you know? I want that moment to happen so I can see what's next. I don't, that moment's not going to have the power it should, but I want to see what happens after it. And they haven't got there yet. One other trope that Marvel has been guilty, maybe not guilty of, is the penultimate episode is the best one, right? Yeah. It yeah. leaves you waiting for the next one. There's three more to go. Is it fair to say Daredevil might show up the second to last episode and then those are his appearances? Because Charlie Cox has said, I believe he's only said he's in one episode. Yeah. So, so is that the is that the penultimate? Is it the last one? Yeah, I don't I I'm mean, at this point where are we going? Like are we going to I I still feel some ways I why I want to say it's gonna be Kingpin. That makes it make more sense to tie in, but why is Daredevil in LA? Mm-hmm. Like yeah, well, and and if he's in LA, why is he getting a costume made out here? Like, I feel like Daredevil wouldn't just be like, "Oh, I need a new costume. I'll go to this guy." Like, I, I want to know that story rather than him just show up. I'm like, if he just yeah. shows up in LA or like, I honestly thought, "Oh, we're going to a wedding. We're going to New York. This is how mm-hmm. we're going to run into Daredevil." We don't. I'm like, okay, well, how do these two on opposite coasts cross paths, and why does Daredevil need a new suit? I want to know. I also want to know why Jen was just getting an invite to be a bridesmaid the day before the wedding on a Thursday night. Yeah, that's... See, that that makes you think this wedding is something else, right? Yes, that is very fair. I know you haven't watched I Think You Should Leave on Netflix, but the actress who plays Lulu is in yeah. I Think You Should Leave. She's in a couple really, really funny skits. So it was nice to see her pop up. 
Um, I've asked you this a couple times. Do you think the leader's coming? I, I think it's Samuel Stearns. I think that's kind of... We know he's going to be in Captain America 4. That's what I'm gearing towards. I think that was his lab. I think that's what yeah. he's working on. And that's re- that's where I think we're going. I I think so, too. And I'm, again, a little bit disappointed. Why did they have to announce he's going to be in Captain America? It's some some odd timing. Yeah, like why like why not just leave that for a big thing and then say once the episode drops, oh by the way, he's going to be in Captain America. Like, yeah. Why say it now? Because unless it's just a total you know double take or you know total phase out again or whatever, like a total swerve because we all think it's going to be the leader. Now it's going to be somebody else. Maybe I still think Kingpin ties in here somehow, but maybe not. I don't. I don't know. I guess at least you're along for the ride enough after two sort of. Less than great episodes, you're still asking a lot of questions. Yeah, exactly. We are six down, three more to go. I'm still along for the ride. I can't wait for Thursday. Yeah, that's exactly. Uh, Disney Plus is on a really good stretch right now. We have Andor on Wednesday, She-Hulk on Thursday, and that's kind of the nerd calendar for the next few weeks, which is... Which is pretty good. We have so many options of things to watch right now. Yeah, I, exactly. And I still love the show. And I, I just got to be honest: when I don't love the episode, I'm not going to say, "Oh, this was great." This, was, I'm like, yeah, it was. It was okay. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah. it was fine. Yeah, <laughs> they just said earlier. That's my way of saying I wasn't crazy about it. It, yeah. it was fine. We're yeah. still in for the final three. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> you saw the the picture of the sinkhole, hey? I did, yeah. Yeah, all those cars in it. Did you see the um the the one with the sarlacc pit? No, I didn't. Oh, okay, know I so somebody photoshopped the sarlacc pit into it and said, "Oh, I wonder why these cars are all getting eaten alive and the, the tentacles of the sarlacc pit." So Nicole's <laughs> sitting there one night. She's like, "Isn't it weird how these the rocks in the sinkhole fell to look like the Demogorgon from Stranger Things?" And I'm like, "What do you mean?" She shows me the picture, the Photoshop picture. She's like, "Look at those rocks. It looks like they're the Demogorgon." I'm like, um, that's, sorry, do you think that's a real picture? She said, well, yeah, it's sinkhole. The sinkhole happened. I'm like, yeah, no, it did, but that's a Photoshop picture with a Sarlacc from Star Wars. She's like, what do you mean? I'm like, no, 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 that's not real. Those are not tentacles that are rocks that look like tentacles, and it's not the Demogorgon. I'm like, you, like, seriously think that's a real picture? She's like, well, yeah, the rocks just kind of fell. It's a bloody octopus, like, alien coming out of the hole eating cars. What are you talking about? Anyway. It was just like, I was like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> Don't believe everything you see uh, online yeah. sometimes. I, even It looks pretty good sometimes. Yeah, but I mean, it's the Sarlacc. It's not It's not <laughs> real. You got to you find the picture. It's cool. I'll try to retweet it from the MCTV account if I can find it. Jeez. Yeah. That's a good one. How are you feeling today? Oh, that was a pretty good win last week, obviously. Oh, after. Man. It was very good. Um, I'm trying not to get excited. You yeah. know, the Jets are playing the Bengals today, and they were in the Super Bowl last year, and they're 0-2. Yeah. Uh, so I'm trying not to get my hopes up. It's been kind of nice to go through the AFC North first, which yep. I thought would be odd. But honestly, I'm kind of in baseball mode right now. Yeah. Like, at the time of recording, Aaron Judge hasn't hit number 61. So that's kind of where my focus and attention is going to be. First off with the Jets... My, and Nicole says the same thing. Oh, you can see the Bengals going 0-3. I'm like, you don't have to worry about 0-3. you got to worry about 0-1. Like, that's all you worry about. Like, yeah. it, the other two games don't matter. I think the Jazz can beat the Bengals. It'd be a good game. I think their defense well, they, will... They beat them last year. 
Yeah, they beat them last year, and their defense is better. And, and Joe Burrow hasn't looked right. That offensive line for Cincy is terrible. Yeah. Like, oh my god, yeah. so brutal. Yeah, I think it'll be a good game. My game. This is one of the prove it games to me. I still think it's like going to be forty one seventeen Bills. Um, but I, I I have weird hope. I'm not going to lie. Started this week, I was like, ah, it sucks. But now I have weird hope, and I'm just like, ah, oh, what am I doing to myself? I love fall, man. We got college football, yeah. baseball playoffs. Um, NFL. This is my favorite time of year. You didn't mention uh, NHL preseason, Mark. I did not. You know, no, you did not. You're not excited about who's going to be the fourth line player on the Oilers roster this year or which defenseman's going to... Oh, my God. I'm so sick of this. I, I'm so sick of preseason already. It hasn't even started. Like, one oh, my, just get away. Get away. One of my favorite... And this happens in every single sport, but the so-and-so is in the best shape of his life. Oh, those are the best stories. Those are the best interviews. Because it's yeah. you could always you could probably predict who it's going to be on every single team, right? Oh, every yeah. fan base has their one guy that oh look at look at that he's got in the best shape of his career. Look at this. Those are, re- those stories are they're nonstop during training camp. Do you remember going to early training camp days and being like, oh my god, look at this guy just flying. This guy's going to have a huge year, and then he's like in the minors two weeks later. Will Acton. Do you remember Will Acton? Yeah. Yeah, do you remember Will Acton? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. So many people are getting stray bullets on this episode. We're taking shots at network TV. Will Acton, the former president. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I just like... I don't even want to log on to social media because every two other other tweet is from some other market about their team and just... I'm just like, I don't care. And like, I don't know. It's just so much of it and it's... It doesn't matter. Like, the Oilers have their roster picked. Who cares? Like let's just get there and like let's get let's get to April too. Between you know? between that and these bloody jerseys, like oh my god, Listen, money talks, man. They're so hideous. The, you think the new ones are hideous? The, no, like the the reverse retros with the, oh, the McFarland yeah. orange, dro- yeah. like the orange drop in the McFarland jersey looks awful. I thought you meant just the classic royal oh, and oranges. Fine. That's fine. I mean, I, I listen. I hate the orange jersey to begin with. It looks terrible. Me too. And the dark blue doesn't look good on TV. So I'm glad they're going back to this, but. The, the Money talks. Is, if ever, if anyone is ever curious as to why NHL teams do this, there are people in my life who are immediately going to buy two of the new Oilers jerseys. Ugh. Like, and there are probably thousands of those people yeah. across the capital region that are doing so. So yeah, yeah, new jerseys, they're cash cows, man. And I think I read somewhere that the new reverse retro is three hundred twenty bucks from the Oilers store. I'm like, <sighs> are you freaking kidding me? Three hundred and twenty dollars for a freaking jersey that you'll throw on the ice, anyways. Yeah, that you're gonna hate. Well, probably not this year, but yeah. If they lose two in a row this year, look out! Look out, Connor. There's a jersey coming your way. <laughs> I don't know. Sports. 